This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for the last episode of the special Umbol 2021 coverage. I hope that you were able to check out the last five episodes, which featured my coverage with folks about their experience of the weekend. Shout out to Patrick, Drina, Alex, TJ, Kyle, and Josh for taking the time to talk about the weekend. It was so much fun chatting with all of you and getting to relive the weekend with you. There's a bunch of links in the show notes where you can catch up on those last five episodes and for where you can find my Humble 2021 Highlights Nugs playlist. And I will also link my 2021 Hall of Fame list. Some of those from the weekend do move over to that final Hall of Fame Contenders playlist. There's also video on YouTube that the band shared of the S2 event featuring Math Rock Meets Soul, Jane Fonda Workout, Middle Eastern Trance, Reggae Against the Machine, and that I will also link in the show notes. Also, reminder, if you are a subscriber of the Crooked Conversations video community, videos of these chats will be dropping soon, so keep your eyes peeled, and if you're not already a subscriber and you're curious about what this is. This is the only place that you're going to be able to see videos of my chats on DATC pod, some never before seen ever, and some other really awesome content coming soon. I'm excited for that. So if that's piquing your interest, there is a link in the show notes where you can find out more and sign up. Also, in the winter edition of Crooked Conversations, there will be a bunch of coverage about Umble, so make sure you don't miss that when it drops next month. Pre-order is now available if you'd like to make sure you get one, and there is also the option to back-order the fall edition if you miss snagging one before they sold out for a limited time. Um, I've opened the back-order for the fall edition, so if you want one, This is going to be your opportunity to grab one. The Wappy Holiday Sale is also still going on until December 15th, 10% off store-wide, so check that out. Link in the show notes or head to datcmediacompany.com. So the return of Umble, the last one five years ago on May 6th, 2016, at the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas. And the last time the Capitol Theater hosted an Umbowl was May 3rd, 2014. And fun fact, courtesy of Jimmy Knowledge, aka Um Facts on Twitter, this year would be the first Umbowl without an original 
debut. That's a pretty uh, pretty solid fact coming from Jimmy Knowledge. He's always, always got the facts. So if you are on Twitter not following him, do that. Seriously. He's got a show coming with Rob Turner that I am so, so excited to be bringing to you guys. I've talked about it a couple times here on the show. Um, and if you follow along on social media or seen the website or whatever, Wow Wednesdays, um, yeah, I'm so excited to be working with him. He's just got so much knowledge and just loves to get into all that really nerdy, umfree stuff. Love it. And love, love, love the announcements each night. Um, was that Chris? Was that Bobby? Um, I'm not sure. I've asked and have not heard back about that yet. Um, but I'm kind of like on a toss-up. I think it was maybe like both of them. I'm not sure. So I don't know. But we do have to shout out Bobby, who was the card announcer girl before each set. And uh, we brought that up in my chat with Alex and Drina, um, which was pretty funny. Um, But for real, a shout out to Bobby for the amazing progress that he's made during his health and fitness journey. Definitely killing it. And the perfect addition to the beginning of each set of Umbul for sure. So (laughs) Also during the weekend, after-party side projects at Garcia's on Friday, Owuko, I'm assuming that's how you say that, featuring Chris and Ryan, and Saturday night, Doom Flamingo would play. Just wanted to quickly shout out those, um, I don't really have any information on what went down either one of those nights with that. Um, all right, so October 8th, game one, set one, choose your own adventure. Up first, Tinkles would beat out Bridgeless and Jajunk, and Push the Pig would then beat out Example One and the bottom half. This would be the first song from the weekend to find a spot on my highlights list, sinking into the depths of it slightly after four minutes, sinking further and further down the rabbit hole finding its way through the mystic fog with massive determination and coming back to reality and sliding back into push the pig. I, I really don't think I would be mad if I got that tune at like almost every show I went to. I don't think I'd be mad about that because that's just such a great tune. Honestly, utopian next would beat out Double F and Thin Air and would contain a bomb track by Rage Against the Machine in the middle. I would have personally voted differently here. Um, It's personally a toss up like Double F Thin Air. I think it would have been like a in the moment how I was feeling decision there for sure. Um, but I believe that this fur jam was still sick and does deserve a spot on the highlights list from the weekend. Floating into the next part of our story, the end of Junk, which beat out the end of Bridgeless and the end of Tinkles. And that's, that's definitely a hard one to choose, but I definitely would have would have gone with the end of Jajunk because I really love the the ending of that. But that kind of would have been a toss-up between Tinkles and Jajunk for me personally. Um, ending the Choose Your Own Adventure set with Chemwalk 2, 
beating out Wappy and the triple wide um, that Kem walked to also found a spot on my highlights list. Set two, the acoustic guitars <laughs> set, which would in time reveal itself as a very full in the kitchen sandwich. After the aforementioned set opening tune, they'd move it along to Anchor Drops, followed by Booth Love, that would also find a place on my 2021 Humble Highlights list. Up next, that beautiful gem, Divisions, that we spoke about in Patrick's episode, and I mentioned it again in Josh's episode, so, I mean, it's no surprise that I'm going to say it's on my highlights list, and that one goes out to Denim Dan, which it's my understanding that was protesting the acoustic set and had his back turned for a little bit of it, but... I mean, what a version to get. And a full, fatty, emotional, acoustic divisions. I mean, yes, please. Come on. You can't be salty after that one, right? (laughs) Required listening from the weekend, for sure. And that one is one from the weekend that, without a doubt, is going to move to the overall Hall of Fame contenders list. Um, I don't know if I really can say that about anything yet, um, from Umble, besides Divisions, you know, maybe Keyboard Galaxy, um, if it's able to be a contender. Um, but that Divisions, for sure, I think, deserves to be on an, the actual uh, 2021 contenders list. Um, a very nice Nemo, Uncle Wally Nemo sandwich next, followed by Water and the set-ending conclusion of the In the Kitchen. That brings us to the final set of night one and my personal favorite set from the whole weekend. I mean, well, besides the all night wrong set, but in terms of originals, this set was my favorite. And I feel like if you've been listening to the show for a while, you're probably not surprised to hear that. I mean, a two song set. Yes, please. <laughs> this epic adventure that would feature DBK Resolution DBK. And I get into this with each of my guests on their respective episodes. So I don't want to, um, you know, go on and on and on about it for too long. Um, but I bet we do see this um, as one side of the future 2021 Hall of Fame. I mean, there is plenty um, from this year to press onto vinyl. There is no doubt that it'll make the cut, but I see this being pressed and released in the same fashion as that 62-minute Ringo. Um, I don't know. If you're a regular listener, you may recall my opinion on that. Um, I felt that it it shouldn't be pressed on the vinyl um, just because it takes up so much space. We should put other songs on there. I feel that same way about this, but I do see it happening. Um, it was epic. It it was epic. And of course, we, we need to put it on Hall of Fame in any regard, which also kind of brings up something that I have mentioned here on the show before, how something like this should be allowed to be an entry on Hall of Fame as one spot, as a full adventure. It's a full 
story as itself um, instead of three to make room for other songs to vote for because there's not it's not like there's ever you know not songs you could fill in those spaces so I digress um but yeah that's something I I've brought up a couple times here on the show encore for the first night of Umble party and peeps followed by the wizard burial ground which beat out front porch in a choose your own adventure style voting TJ and I talk a little bit about the great front porch versus wizard debate in our episode. And I'm just curious as to how everybody kind of feels about the great front porch versus wizards debate. So check out the social media post today, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I posted a little survey to find out how you did or would vote in that scenario. Are you team front porch or are you team wizard burial ground? Um, Very curious to see uh, where everyone stands. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an umfreaks-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. That brings us to game two, October 9th. Set one would be a stew art event, and there's not really a proper way to explain this set. So I highly recommend just giving this set a listen if you haven't already. I'm going to read through what they played and any kind of like notes or facts or personal thoughts that I have here. Um, And as I've mentioned in this episode, in the conversations leading up to this one, I talk about various points of this set with my guests, um, especially Kyle, who is responsible for suggesting Keyboard Galaxy. So this set would get started with There's No Crying in Mexico, which is also featured on their new intro album. And the requests would begin with Math Rock Meets Soul, Jane Fonda Workout, which was on my highlights list, and I just can't even with Jake and his Arnold impersonation every time I listen to it. (laughs) Um, Middle Eastern Trance, uh, Reggae Against the Machine, and 
like I mentioned, uh, I think it was last week in, in Josh's episode, like, who knew that we needed a reggae version of Bomb Track in our lives? Like, my life is definitely much better because that happened. Um, so <laughs> that definitely found a spot on my highlights list because that was awesome. Um, Mongolian throat singing meets Mushugana. And I am going to say this. I felt like, and this was just a response in the moment when I was watching the stream and listening back, I still, still feel this way. I felt like that. And I know there are some people that, um, are very familiar. I I believe the Meshuggan is a Swedish metal band. Um, so I know that there are some people that were a little, uh, disappointed in in this overall with how medley it could have been I I don't know any of that I'm just kind of reading what people had posted um I felt like though that this was better than the two live versions of nether like honestly um in terms of like the vibe and the emotion that you're maybe trying to invoke from that that type of song, um, whatever it is, um, I just felt like this was actually much better than the two live versions that we've gotten of Nether. So I don't know if maybe that's a little controversial uh, to say, I don't know, but that's what I think. I think that this um, was just, it was better than Nether live. So yeah, there's that. So <laughs> I did put it on my highlights list because I did enjoy it. So next up, Dim Lights, Small Town. And check out Kyle's episode where he talks about that and what he's hoping Bayless will someday do with that. (laughs) Increasing tempo, jam, smooth jazz, elevator music. Brendan compliments Joel, who submitted that entry. They showed it on the stream that he submitted that entry, so that's great. Uh, Zappa goes to a rave, um, which found a seat on my highlights list. Rockabilly Christmas. Who dosed Debussy? Is it Debussy? 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 I don't know. Either way, I really enjoyed that one, too. That one was a lot of fun. Evil ambiance and ending the S2 set with Keyboard Galaxy, of course, also finding a seat on the highlights list. And in case you didn't know, that would feature Brendan Jake Ryan on keys with Joel. And a fun email that popped up in my inbox regarding the S2 set from Chris Yeager, hopefully I said your last name right, who told me, I suggested theme from the fog meets funk to Stasic the week of Umble. Fog funk technically didn't happen, but they did evil ambiance into keyboard galaxy with a tease of John Carpenter's The Fog at the start of Keyboard Galaxy. And he just wanted to point out that the fog theme was there. So thanks for sending this along. And if you have something like this that you would like to share, please feel free to reach out. I love this kind of stuff and these little like facts that I can pass along to people. So feel free to reach out and let me know. Dropped among this crowd pod at gmail.com.
set to all night wrong fan voted covers and I've mentioned a couple few times how much I enjoyed this set first up I can't go for that by Hall and Oates last played December 14th 2018 in Mexico covered a total of four times including this one here Fun fact about the debut of this, on June 4th, 2011 at Mountain Jam, John Oates sat in on guitar and vocals. So, like, how cool is that? The first time you cover this song, one of the people in the band is going to be on guitar and vocals? Like, okay, that's fucking rad. (laughs) That one really goes on an awesome, awesome adventure totally found a way onto my highlights list for sure for Umble. Um, you know, I'm sure there's the whole legality thing of the Hall of Fame, you know, putting it on there and releasing it. Um, but if we're able to vote for that, honestly, I, I would vote for that. Um, if it's able to be, um, um, a Hall of Fame vote, I, I would definitely vote for that. Up next, Once in a Lifetime by The Talking Heads, recently covered at summer camp, and I believe it's Patrick's episode and maybe one other episode. Um, I share my personal opinions on that one. Followed by the debut of Mother by Pink Floyd with Brendan on acoustic. Brendan and Jake covered this last August when the duo played a show in Brendan's basement. And you can find that show on Nugs. I actually have to search Brendan Bayless as artist um, for it to pop up. Um, but it's there. So if you haven't listened to that, that's that was great. That was a lot of fun. If you listen to any of the other Umble coverage... I also shared how I feel about this one, and last week I also talked about this version and the Danzig version of Mother being on the ballot as well, Um, how the band had accidentally put Metal by Pink Floyd on there, um, but then it was changed and it had Mother by Pink Floyd. Rosanna by Toto next, last played March 12th, 2017 in San Rafael, California at Terrapin Crossroads. This one also found a spot on my Umble Highlights playlist. That one has been covered 46 times total. I was honestly surprised when I'd read that, like that many times, but Bayless's voice is so good for that, so yeah. Okay, I can see it. (laughs) The debut of 1979 by The Smashing Pumpkins, followed by Senor Mouse by Chick Corea. This one last played January 29th, 2016 at the Orpheum in Madison, Wisconsin. Just an absolutely breathtaking, beautiful in almost tribute, you know, because he just recently passed. So I would almost uh, count that as a, a tribute because it was so well done. Um, and as mentioned in the previous Umble episodes, Redemption from 2016, that tune they've taken for a spin 74 times. Ending All Night Wrong with Sabotage by the Beastie Boys with Andy on drums, Brendan on bass. Jake on keys, 
Joel on guitar, Chris on percussion and vocals, and Ryan on guitar, which every single time they've done that, three total, they've switched it up with the same rotation, one to the stage right, I believe. I believe that's the right direction, stage right, I think, yeah. Okay, so that brings us to the final set of the weekend. Set three, band's choice. Opening with Maybe Someday, that found a spot on my highlights list. They allowed that one to stretch very nicely and enjoy a scenic drive through the neighborhood. Very here for that. An all-in-time sandwich for the rest of this set that would contain Haji, the return of Search For, last played December 27th, 2019 at the Fillmore in Denver. Oh, I'm so happy they dusted that one off. Like, I really hope that we see that a bunch more coming into um, winter tour in 2022 because I love that song so much and I would really love to catch that one live so yes so happy about that one um and a Ringo that also found a spot on my highlights list that search for uh is definitely there it's just it was so good to be able to uh to take that for a drive again oh that was good Anyway, uh, the Ringo next that also found a spot on my highlights list, and it felt very much like they were going to go into an OG, cut the cable slightly after eight-ish as it heads out of Ringo proper, kind of starts to survey the path it's going to go and take next. That does not happen, but it's definitely dabbling in there. There's just no mistaking it at all honestly, in my opinion. Completing the all-in-time story to close out the set. And Encore, to end the two nights of Umble, two more debut covers. It was A Good Day by Ice Cube with Andy on vocals. Into Between the Sheets by the Isley Brothers. All right, so that's a wrap (laughs) on everything I have for Umble 2021 coverage. Wow. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me for all of these episodes. This was a lot of fun to put together. And thank you again to Patrick, Alex, Drina, TJ, Kyle, and Josh for taking the time to chat about the weekend with me. I wasn't sure how to adequately cover all the happenings of Umble, and I think I did it. So thank you again to everyone who participated and to you for listening. Like, this was awesome. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. There's a bunch of links in the show notes, including where you can listen to The weekend and anything else either I mentioned throughout this episode, as well as where you can find links to catch up on all the conversations in the Umble series. Also in the show notes, you'll find the DATC pod vault stuffed with a ton of past episodes for you to binge on where you can get your subscription to Crooked Conversations, shop the DATC store, and enjoy 10% off store-wide from now until December 15th. 
and so, so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts in two weeks. Mad love.